section 46 of Slave Narratives, a folk history of slavery in the United States from interviews with former slaves, volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Slave Narratives, a folk history of slavery in the United States from interviews with former slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by various W. Solomon Bednam, 701 Smith Street. Yes, I remember the Yankees coming to Raleigh. I don't know very much about those times. I was so young. But I remember the Yankees, all right, in their blue clothes, their horses, and so on. I will be 78 years old, the 8th of this coming September, and I've heard mother and father talk about slavery, time a whole lot. We belong to T.R. Debnam at Eagle Rock, Wake County. His wife was named Priscilla Debnam. My father was named Daniel Debnam, and my mother was named Lisa Debnam. My master had several plantations and a lot of slaves. I don't know how many, but I know he had them. He fed us well. We had a good place to sleep. We had wolf clothes, enough to keep us warm. He treated me just like he had been my father. I didn't know the difference. Master and Mrs. never hit me a lick in their lives. My mother was the house girl. Father tended business around the house, and we walked in the field sometimes. Our houses were in Master's yard. The slave quarters were in the yard of the great house. I don't remember going to church until after the surrender. I remember the corn shortings, but not the Christmas and the 4th of July holidays. They had a lot of whiskey at the corn shortings and good things to eat. I heard Papi talk of battle rollers, but I did not know what they were. Papi said they had to have a pass to visit on, or they would whip him if they could catch him. Sometimes they could not catch him either the way after. Yes, they taught us to say Papi and Mammy in them days. I remember the corn and cozy ones and the rabbits we caught in guns. I remember killing birds at night with thorn brush. When bird blinding, we hunt them at night with lights from big spinners. We went to grass patches, prayers and vines along the creeks, and low grounds where they roosted, and blinded them and killed them when they come out. We cooked them on coals, and I remember making a stew, and having dumplings cooked with them. We'd frustrate the birds in their roosting place, and when they come out blinded by the light, we eat them and kill them with dumb brush we carried in our hands. Master had a grandson, the son of Alonso Urge and Arabella Urge, about my age, and I stayed with him most of the time. When Alonso Urge bought his son anything, he bought for me too. He treated us alike. He bought each of us a pony. We could ride good when we were small. He let us follow him. He let us go hunting squirrels with him. When he shot and killed a squirrel, he let us race to see which could get him first while he laughed at us. I didn't sleep in the great house. I stayed with this white boy till bedtime. Then my mommy come and got me and carried me home. When master wanted us boys to go with him, he would say, Let's go boys and we will follow him. We were like brothers. I ate with him at his table. What they ate, I ate. He made the house girl wait on me, just like he and his son was waited on. 
My father stayed with Master till he died when he was 63 and I was 21. We both stayed right there. My white playbeat's name was Richard Orge. I stayed there till I was married. When I got 25 years old, I married Ida Rawson. Richard Orge became a medical doctor, but he died young, just before I was married. They taught me to read and write. After the surrender, I went to free school. When I didn't know a word, I went to Old Master and he told me. During my entire life, no man can touch my morals. I was brought up by my white folks not to lie, steal or do things immoral. I have lived a pure life. There is nothing against me. I remember the Yankees. Yes, sir. And some things they done. Well, I remember the big yellow gobbler they couldn't catch. He raised and flew and they shot him and killed him. They went down to Master's store and busted the head out in a barrel of molasses. And after they busted the head out, I got a tin bucket and got it full of molasses and started to the house. Then they shoved me down in the molasses. I set the bucket down and hit a Yankee on the leg with a dogwood stick. He tried to eat me. The Yankees ganged around him and made him leave me alone, gave me my bucket of molasses and I carried it on to the house. They went down to the lot, turned out all the horses, and took two of the big moles, Kentucky moles, and carried them off. One of the moles would know every line and tool you tied him with, and the other could not be rolled. So next morning, after the Yankees carried them off, they both came back home with pieces of lines on them. The moles was named. One was named Bill, and the other Charles. You could ride old Charles, but you couldn't ride old Bill. He would throw you off as fast as you got on him. After I was married when I was 25 years old, I lived there 10 years, right there. But old master had died, and Mrs. had died. I stayed with his son, Nathaniel, and his wife was named Drusilla. I had five brothers, Richard, Daniel, Eugene, Lorenzo, Lumos, and myself. There weren't places there for us all, and then I left. When I left down there, I moved to Raleigh. The first man I worked for here was George Marsh Company, then W.A. Miad Company, and no one else. I worked with the Miad Company 26 years till I got shot. It was about half past 12 o'clock. I was on my way home to dinner on the 20th of December 1935 when I was passing Patterson Alley, entering the North Street near the Colored Park in the 500 block. Something hit me. I looked around and heard the shot. The bullet hit me before I heard the report of the pistol. When hit, I looked back and heard it. Captain Bruce Poole of the Raleigh Police Force had shot at some thief that had broken into an A&P store and the bullet hit me. It hit me in my left thigh above the knee. It went through my thigh. The 38 caliber bullet and lodged under the skin on the other side. I did not fall, but stood on one foot while the blood ran from the wound. The car came by in about an half hour, and they stopped and carried me to St. Agnes Hospital. It was not a police car. I stayed there a week. They removed the bullet, and then I had to go to the hospital every day for a month. I have not been able to walk a day since. I was working with W.A. Miad Company when I got shot. My leg pains me now and swells up. I cannot stand on it much. I am unable to do a day's work. Can't stand up to do a day's work. 
The city pays me $200 and paid my hospital bill. Abraham Lincoln was alright. I think slavery was wrong because birds and things are free and man ought to have the same privilege. Franklin Roosevelt is a wonderful man. Men will have starved if he hadn't helped them. End of section 46 Read by Damilaria John